0: Welcome, Blackhawks fans. It's the Four Feathers postgame show. Johnny Nani here with Tony Marchese discussing a 4-2 Blackhawks winner to close out the series in Dallas. Tony, I'm fired up about this one. Feeling great. How are you, my man?
1: Johnny, it's a great night to be a Blackhawks fan. I think before the game started, or uh, we were texting back and forth, uh, you had said Blackhawks 4-3 victory. We were damn close to that. Yeah. And I was, I was, I was feeling the four three. I actually was was really close to laying some action down on the four three uh total score there. We were close. We were close, mm-hmm. but I'll take a four-two victory yeah. for Black Hawks tonight. Uh, as we record this, we're starting our Friday, like we just mentioned on the pre-show here, cracking beers, Friday beers. It's a great time to be a Hawks fan. And uh, we're talking about a victory, man. Hey, talking
0: about a victory, nothing better, Tony. Uh, on the last post-game show after Tuesday night, Ron and I had both predicted a bounce-back effort on there. I was kind of well, waddling back between four three, four two. 3 um, thought just with the way you know, Dallas is kind of scoring on uh, Tuesday night. Could have been, you know, uh, one of those uh, one goal games there. But luckily, uh, Hawks didn't make us sweat it out too much. There's a little bit of storm to weather, but we will get to all of that um, as we go and break this thing down. Uh, before we get in and jump into all the nitty gritty of this winner, um, listeners, make sure you go into ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. You can find us here, Four Feathers, on Twitter and Instagram at Four Feathers Pod and at ontapsportsnet. And if you enjoy the podcast, go subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to your podcast, and you'll get these shows right in your queue as soon as they drop. So, Tony, uh, like I said, 4 2 winner tonight, much needed. Uh, ends a skid. Uh, Blackhawks run a two game skid coming into this one. And I want to start out with the stat, a, a number that uh, was on the NBC Sports Chicago Post game show. Blackhawks tweeted out as well. We talk about adjustments here, and when you look at it, playing the same opponent in multiple games in a row Blackhawks are now 10 one and two in the second game against the same opponent this season how's that for adjustments
1: uh Johnny I don't think it gets much better than that um you know it, it's really awesome uh, we've talked about the schedule uh, the rivalries that it provides we haven't talked about the adjustment abilities uh, that can be made from game to game and so this is a very interesting point to bring up. Uh, And I think that that just speaks volumes Uh, again, back to the leadership and and what Jeremy Carlton's uh, been doing for this team and the scouting department, because that record in in game twos, that's phenomenal.
0: Yep. And, you know, you could look at this game and say, okay, well, maybe they didn't make too many adjustments. Sure. They won, but they were, you know, almost doubled up in shots. Uh, Dallas controlling the play from a possession standpoint, but Hey, wins a win at the end of the day. And I love what Eddie Olchek said during the middle of the game on any given day, Any given thing can happen, and that's the beauty of this sport that we love, hockey. So um, as we kind of also break into this, just some of my initial thoughts here, not a pretty effort overall, but it was an opportunistic one. One of my favorite vocabulary words, Tony, coming out early here, very opportunistic. The Blackhawks were, as evidenced, by shooting 50% through two periods, four out of eight shots, went and found the back of the net. And, uh, you know, after a game on Tuesday night in which pretty much nothing went right for the Blackhawks, Plenty went right tonight. So sometimes that's just the way the puck
1: bounces, baby. Hey, you got to take your puck luck when you get it, Johnny. And I think opportunistic is a very, very good word for this. Um, you know, it, it's almost laughable what we're talking about here through the first two periods. The Blackhawks not getting like basically anything on net. And when they did, it was going in, uh, I guess, you know, good shot selection, maybe a little bit of luck there, some puck luck, uh, you know, a combination of of all the above, uh, equates to that, but it also does one thing, Johnny, and that gives you some momentum. Uh, when, when, anytime you're, uh, you're taking a shot at the net, it seems to go in, uh, you know, those, I, I do believe those things start to build on themselves. You take a little bit better shots. Um, and you know, sometimes the hockey gods are just going to give it to you.
0: Yeah. And the ice tilts, that's a cliche, but it's very true. I mean, you talk about a team that gets a couple goals behind them. They got that juice. They got that flow. They're buzzing. They got the moment, whatever you want to call it, momentum, Uh, you know, ice tilt, any of the above phrases, go ahead and use it. That was what was in favor of the Blackhawks tonight. So uh, I'm going to get in and break down how this thing went starting from the beginning. Um it was the kind of third, fourth line mesh uh, that makes the first goal happen. Uh, David Camp with a beautiful crunch uh, at right along the red line, and he gets it to Hagel, who slips it through into the Dallas zone there. And Dominic Kubalik uh, comes in, uh, not the traditionals Cole that we're used to seeing from him, Tony. Uh, it wasn't a just fucking crank it shot. Uh, he kind of sneaks in after Hagel feeds feathers that puck to him, to use a doc term there, feathers, uh, but takes it and glides and uh, puts it five-hole uh, under Kudobin. And uh, this was, uh, you know, Hegel and Camp on the assist. Hawks off and running here. Good to see some depth scoring there. I know uh, Kubelik's one of your top guys, but uh, those other guys making it happen.
1: No, this goes back to what I said the other day. I mean, if you take away uh, Alex DeBrenket and Patrick Kane, the next guy you need stepping up right here is Dominic Kubelik. Uh, you and I talked about this. Uh, when you can get scoring from from those third, fourth guys, those I, I call them kind of secondary scorers, Johnny. Uh they're not exactly like your full on secondary guy, but they're all they're they're guys that can score in in the middle of the lineup uh and get things done. Uh perfect guy to start the game off and do that. And again, you like seeing a guy like Brandon Hagel. Uh, Get on the score sheet early in a game because he's the type of guy that seems to be searching uh, all game and just barely getting there. So reward that guy early. You know, you're going to get some hard play from him the rest of the night. Uh, Just all around great start. Uh, I love getting on the board early because uh, it just it, it does. It gives you that momentum.
0: Yeah, so after that goal, though, when you're talking about uh, the flow of the game, uh, sure it was a nice start for the Hawks there, uh, getting that one fairly early. Kubelik's marker came at the 526 uh, timestamp there. Um, but after that, Dallas started really controlling play, um, and they had the better of the scoring chances, high danger chances, five on five, whatever you want. Uh, they had you know a couple power plays in that period. Blackhawks had one of their own that they weren't able to convert on there. Uh, but we'll get to uh, how that flipped as we move on to the second period uh, where more score- Happened So uh, a lot of penalties early in this middle frame, Tony. Uh, Camp takes a, it was a hooking penalty from the end of the first period carrying over. Um, And I I just got to call this out because near the end of that uh, power play for the Stars, it was kind of a broken entry and the Stars had to exit and then the puck came back in and Connor Murphy absolutely railroaded. Uh, Cagliano and it was a sight of it was a thing of beauty and it, it was clean completely clean uh you know it really bruised Cagliano but it wasn't a suspension worthy or a penalty worthy hit uh like happened on Sunday
1: afternoon Johnny I love fucking uh, when somebody just gets absolutely murdered out there on the ice like that I think that that's one of the most you know just most beautiful moments in hockey if you go back I, I forget what I was doing oh yes uh the the new ESPN uh deal Uh, with, uh, with the NHL, I was going back and watching highlights of like the 1994 or some, some Stanley cup. And I watched a little bit of hockey, uh, that was in that intro, Johnny, and you just see dudes fucking murdering each other out there on the ice. Um, and if you go back and you watch that era of hockey, you see that, that type of hitting is, is very prevalent throughout it. It was just a cooler and tougher era, Johnny. Uh, you see a big hit like Connor Murphy. It brings back that that old type feel right there, especially when it's clean because normally when you see that type of contact, there's there's normally a there's normally a whistle. Uh, somebody's gonna have a, a hearing with the you know player safety department. there's a suspension. but man, there's nothing better than just highlight real hits, man. So fucking cool and tough.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, bringing the physicality, uh, it's its still a factor, still needs, especially against a big body team like Dallas. And that was big tonight. Connor Murphy, that was one of his two hits tonight. And uh, Calvin DeHaan, the only other defenseman to log a couple of hits. Uh, Nikita Zadorov surprisingly left off that. Uh, he's usually one of the leaders up there in hits. But uh, let's move on here. I just wanted to point that out because that could maybe have turned some momentum uh, not too long after 125 marker of the second period. Fosca takes a tripping penalty. And uh, Adam Boquist, he, he walks in and and just rifles a shot, and Carl Soderbergh uh, right in front of the net, baby. I love redirect goals. He took away Kudobin's eyes, put a stick off to his left-hand side, and tipped that baby in no problem. Blackhawks up 2-0 and rolling at this point, Tony.
1: I mean, Johnny, we, we talk about net front presence, too, on this show. Carl Soderbergh right there in that spot on this goal. Uh, there was There was no eyes that anybody was going to get around him uh, in the crease there. I don't think there's a, a goaltender in the league that's getting around uh big Carl Soderbergh right there right in front four, of yeah. yeah, just a big body. Uh, I love that. I love that type of play. I actually took the time to pause the television to take I a picture that. of what that play looks like, because, and I hope they watch that replay. I, it, it, If it wasn't Andrew Shaw in front of the net early on in the year, uh, there was no one there. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Soderbergh, he's been going to that area and that's a very effective place for him as proven right there uh, on that play. Uh, That was Boquist who took that shot. Correct there, Johnny?
0: Yeah, that was correct, and that was my stick to click tonight, uh, just one of his apples uh, in, in this game, so uh, that, that made me happy, and Tony, just th- talking about the type of goal here, I think one-timers are my favorite overall, just because it's such cool, you know, guys just fucking cranking it, that, mm-hmm. that's number one for me, but number two is redirect, because I respect the hand-eye coordination as a former baseball player, you know how hard it is to hit a yep. fucking moving ball uh, with a, you know, moving object, uh, you know, sure, maybe things might be a little more stationary, you can kind of keep your stick uh, you know, it, it's it's not swinging towards it uh, most of the time, but still the hand-eye coordination to be able to do that and tip it and redirect it because you could tip it and it could go up above the net. It could go way to the side, but no, Carl uh, Soderberg had that thing down uh, given Joe Pavelski a taste of his own medicine in his own house. I love to see it. So once again, that put uh, the Hawks up 2-0. Uh, Patrick Kane gets the other assist on that besides Boquist who had the shot. Um, and i mentioned penalty riddled uh, period here. This is something the Blackhawks are going to improve. Sure. We're talking about a lot of goals here for uh, our Blackhawks, but um, you know, the penalty kill has not been good as of late. Luckily they, they were a nice five for five tonight, but you can't be putting yourselves in these positions. There was a, uh, Um, You know, a couple penalties further down the stretch that we'll get to. But uh, the Stars, uh, they they were taking some of the penalties, too, in in this period. So uh, using the speed to kind of draw these was nice. Uh, Curviante had a tripping penalty at 338. Nothing resulted from that one um but then Robertson takes a tripping penalty at 742 uh the Blackhawks got a little bit of pressure in front of the net not too much else going on there um but then that kind of maybe generated a little bit of momentum uh despite the low number of shots that they were getting because Duncan Keith capitalizes off a Dallas turnover and they can't clear uh kind of readjusts his position at the point, just fucking cranks it home, uh, gets through all the bodies. Um, Pia Suter, very nice screen out in front of the net. This is 3-0 Blackhawks and Duncan Keith's first goal of the year, Tony.
1: You got to love it, man. And you're right. That is your just fucking crank it goal of the night. Uh, I love shots from the point. I mean, you talk about you like the redirect goal. I love the the big slapper from the point, or even even the Marion Hosa just slapper on the breakaway. Uh, there's just there's a different sound to that shot and that goal, especially if you go bar down uh, off a big slapper. Man, I think that that's just one of the the most uh, besides the big hit. Man, that's another just good hockey moment. Right there. Uh, You love seeing Duncan Keith get in that area. We've seen him score from that place uh, countless times. So I just, uh, the setup was there for him. Uh, It was just a great shot. Uh, Found the back of the net, and uh, there you go. Yeah, and, you know, I have some more to say about Keith because he made a play
0: before this, but that, that's going to come in my final observations. We're kind of running down uh, some individual performances here. So as we move on, uh, like I mentioned, that was uh, 3-0 there. I don't believe there were any assists on that goal. Yeah, Duncan Keith gets it unassisted because that was off of a star's turnover, so no Blackhawk had passed it to him. Um, so uh, no, no apples to be found there, but, hey, uh, the goal is all that matters there, 3-0. Um, and once again, uh, Blackhawk's drawing another penalty. So even though they weren't generating, too many shots, five on five, or anything outside of the power play, really. They were using their speed and being opportunistic at the times they got in the zone to draw Dallas into some penalties here. So that, that was big, and that's huge in a game where you're not getting those shot totals up. Um, on this one, it was a Debrinkit walk and wire, though. Um, on that Haskin and penalty, um, you know, brinket comes from his usual top spot, uh, top of the right circle, um, and he drills it through. Uh I just, you know, I said who gave the cat a sniper in our four feathers caption there. And who else in front of the net there to provide the screen? Carl Soderberg. Uh excellent to see again Kane and Boquist with the assist there. Pair of apples for each of them there. Uh that marked this. Uh Blackhawks are up four oh here. Um and they only, you know, at this point they might have been four or seven. Uh, and I think they finished the period, uh, end of period two, four for eight. Um how's that? Shooting fifty percent
1: forty minutes into a game, Tony you normally don't see that shit unless you've got like maybe two shots on net uh, and you're down like one to five, (laughs) you know, like that's, that's an acceptable time to be uh, shooting 50%, uh, two thirds through a hockey game. Um, Just incredible. I mean, you still want to see more shots than that, Johnny, uh, but four for eight, that's, that's some video game shit right there. Uh, That's, that's four minute period video game shit.
0: Yes, absolutely. I would agree. So as this thing winded down in the second period, Walmart took a slashing penalty at 1710. Blackhawks actually had a little bit of a shorthanded bid, but unfortunately a little bit after that camp takes a tripping penalty at 1835. So that put the Hawks down uh, two men uh, for maybe a little over half a minute. Uh, Luckily they were able to kill that off. uh, Got to the end of the period, like I mentioned with this 50%, uh, you know, shooting uh, Mark here. So uh, as we move on to the third period, star's, hold Kudobin uh, for Jake Ottinger in this one. Uh, th- that's not going to help uh, Anton Kudobin save percentage there for, you know, uh, only making four uh, saves out of eight there. It's a rough night uh, on the stat line for um, Mr. Kudobin. But Ottinger comes in. He wouldn't allow anything in here. But Tony, we talk about this all the time on Four Feathers here. The Blackhawks did an excellent job of weathering the storm uh, throughout this period because Boquist had an interference penalty at 525. Um, Soderberg had an aggressive stick to generated clear Ryan Carpenter working his balls off as he always does on the PK. Um, he, He turned in a couple of big clears, um and then uh you know dallas would get back into this a little bit um Rupe hints got alone in the slot after a little bit of a breakdown by highmore and Boquist all kind of sucked to the same area uh so he was left alone that made it four one and then cleanberg uh, i mean you just got to tip your cap sometimes uh he the blackhawks were in okay position maybe someone should have challenged him a little bit tighter on a uh you know a four check or maybe someone trying to lift the stick from the back Uh, But there was a little bit of pressure there, and Klingberg just walks, wires, uh, makes it 4-2 here. But hey, uh, at the end, Tony, um, I know we talked about weathering the storm. One of the big keys to that, uh, to limit Dallas's chances down the uh, stretch here before they had pulled the goalie, uh, Ryan Carpenter initiated a shift near the end with the fourth line, uh, and they were just chipping it back and forth from the right half wall all the way down to the other left corner and back again. And they did it and still kept possession in the zone and let the second line get on. And Carl Soderbergh continued that a little bit. Um, how big is that for weathering the storm here.
1: You know, Johnny, I was I was just thinking during that during that third period, man, when uh we were talking about weather and the storm, I'm like, we need we need some sort of like signal when like, you know, like a tornado is rolling through. You get the tornado sign rings, but, like, there should be, like, the four feathers weather the storm signal that goes out on Twitter to let mm-hmm. everybody know. I like that. To let everybody know, like, the Hawks need to weather the storm right here because you see that momentum shift. You see that that push, uh, especially in the third period. You knew it was coming. Uh, Dallas, no slouch of a team. Uh, they start to push on. And, and you're right. That that shift right there was, uh, you know, the, the part of the, that storm where everything, you're batting in the hatches down. Uh, And you're trying to just get through it. Uh, Excellent shift there from that line. Uh, You love seeing that. Uh, It got a little bit, it got a little bit dark again for a little while throughout the rest of the third. And I thought that uh, there were some things they could have done a little bit better, but for the most part, Johnny, I think that, 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 that big, that big time kill, that big time suck. uh, You know, you're, you're eating, you're just trying to eat clock when we're weathering the storm. Uh, But we need, we need a storm signal. And I think we need like weather tech or some shit to sponsor the weather, the storm uh, Four feathers, weather, the storm segment on the show, something like that.
0: Yeah, I love it. Uh, We can definitely get uh, the tornado siren uh, with some uh, Schwartzy graphics. Uh, I think that could definitely be uh, in future use because it won't be the last time uh, that we see this uh, happen. So uh, Blackhawks take, you know, multiple icings down the stretch of this thing as Dallas has the goalie pulled. Uh, That's all right. We weren't able to get the empty netter, but they were able to weather it. And uh, I I need to give a shout-out to my guy here, Ryan Carpenter, because, um, sure, it was probably pretty close to over, but between, I think, about 45 seconds and Thirty seconds left. Stars are trying to re-enter, and Ryan Carpenter absolutely laid a massive hit on uh, Jamie Ben, who is a tough customer. We saw him fight and beat the shit out of Nikita Zadorov in, in one of the uh, first series that we played against Dallas. And uh, Ryan Carpenter doing it in crunch time here. Um, that kind of was the symbolic uh, you know, cap on this game for me, um, and I love to see it, um, especially coming from my guy, Ryan Carpenter. Uh, that was it. Blackhawks win 4-2, get out of here, uh, end the losing streak, and we are on to play a uh, solid Florida team. Um, Tony, uh, overall thoughts, observations, all that. I've got a few of them too, but I want to let you go first. I've been talking blown hot air here, so I'll let you go. I'll recollect my thoughts and
1: jump back in after. Yeah, Johnny. I mean, uh, I'm sitting here. I've got like three guys uh, who I want to give the cool and tough uh, player of the game award to. Actually, I could probably expand that out to four or five uh, if I really think about it. Uh, I think it was just a good team effort tonight, man. Uh, just they they played good hockey. They found the back of the net, but I think there was some puck luck. But this was a much needed win uh, for a team that was, like you said, on a, on a bit of a slide. Um, the Hawks definitely needed to beat a good opponent, um, you know, it, coming out of Tampa, uh, and playing Dallas, the, those two series have been, uh, tough challenges for this Hawks team. Uh, you know, that they can, uh, beat up on some teams who are lower, uh, in, the, in the standings right now. Um, you know, you've seen them beat up, uh, on Detroit, especially, um, but, uh, Tampa, uh, Dallas, those are, those are some playoff teams and they're going to have to play those guys uh, if they do make it to do anything whatsoever. Uh, so, uh, good to see them get back in this one. I I finally have decided on the cool and tough player of the game. I am going to go Murphy. That hit was just so nasty. Um, I've got to go with it. Uh, honorable mentions, Carl Soderbergh for being in front of the net. Um, I'll just leave it at that one in case uh, you've got anything there. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'll lead in right that with uh, that. I love the Murphy pick as the hit we uh, talked about a little bit earlier in the show. Uh, I'm going with Carl Soderberg for the net front presence, uh, obviously the redirect goal, um, and he was, uh, you know, uh, net front presence on the Alex to break it one. Uh, yeah. So uh, that's my cool and tough player of the game. Uh, my other observations as I run through this, um, I already said using their speed to draw penalties. That's something that you need to do, especially when you're not generating a lot of shots. So props to Philip Kershav. Uh, he was a prime example of that tonight. You won the special teams battle tonight. You were two for five on the power play, uh, and they were clean five for five on the kill. Wasn't always pretty, but hey, they got it done, and that's a huge boost for that group. Uh, after that kid's kind a of, role player. yeah, it, it, yeah. Absolutely. But uh, after getting obliterated against Tampa Bay uh, down the stretch in that Sunday game, and then they even let up a power play goal on Tuesday night as well. So uh, good to win the special teams battle there, but they do need some more discipline. Stay out of the box more. So you're not putting your PK uh, that much stress on it uh, going forward. Other than that, um, this is a little bit of Duncan Keith praise. I said, I was going to get to it. Here it is. Uh, Tony, you see me. I've got the flow here. I've been growing it out. Started as a little quarantine, but I tweeted out. I'm going to just keep this thing going. Uh, You keep letting it grow in honor of, of my Lord and Savior, uh, Duncan Keith. This guy, night in, night out. Obviously, he's a steady veteran presence on the back end, on your blue line. You need him there to anchor it, especially now with the news just last week that Brent Seabrook's retiring. Uh, No chance of him coming back and being that vocal leader again. Um, So Duncan Keith, I mean, he does it on the ice. He does it by example. This guy makes plays that are extremely difficult, like really, really hard, and he makes them look super easy, super routine in quick time. Does it quick? There is one, it wasn't extremely notable, but a puck's coming up towards him at the left point. He grabs it up, it's above his head, gloves it down, and gets it chipped into the zone to keep the rush alive for the Blackhawks as two defenders are closing in on him. That is just I mean, it just blows my mind how good he is and how quick he is at that stuff. And then you see his power stride too. It's like you know, I tweeted uh from Four Feathers tonight that um father time fears Duncan Keith, not the other way
1: around. I got a very serious question for you. You're ready right, for this. Yeah. Is is Duncan Keith the the next
0: Jagger? Ooh, I don't think so, man. Defenseman—that's tough. It's it, it will catch up to him eventually. But hey, right now we're not seeing the signs of it, and I think he's still got a couple more—you know—pretty uh, damn solid seasons in him here. Uh, but for a defenseman, that's just a lot on the legs. That's a lot on the—you know—from shot blocking and all the skating that you have to do, all the heavy minutes. Uh, forwards, it's a different game. Someone like Yager, who's kind of built that power build, uh, you, you could sustain that. Hey, Marian Hossa could be that type if that skin condition didn't get so um that i would say no uh to answer your question but i, I like the thought uh because right now it seems like it like i said the father time being scared of Duncan keith instead I, I of the just, other way around
1: i just i don't like i i can't like look ahead like i can say you know in you know 2029 it, it's possible that we're not going to see patrick kane or whatever but like for some odd reason <laughs> like duncan keith's still going to be like on the hawks as like a a seventh defenseman and the coach at the same time. (laughs) Still fucking here and you can't get rid of him. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, like he still looks the same. And yeah. that'll be the other thing, too. He'll still look exactly the same. Yeah. I, um, the
0: legend of Duncan Keith. I'd, lo- I'd love to see that. Um, it does seem like he's immortal right now. But, yeah, I think it will catch up to the legs eventually, Um, unfortunately. But that day is not here yet. So we will keep praising him and, uh, you know, uh, giving him kudos where it's due here because uh, it was definitely due tonight. And good to see him get rewarded then because he does all those things game in, game out. It's been a year to the day since he scored his last goal, Tony last game at the United center last year before the COVID shutdown happened, March 11th, 2020, March 11th, 2021, boom, scores again.
1: Love it. So that's, that's pretty crazy, Johnny, Were you, you were at that game, correct? Or I, no? I was or not, missed- no, I,
0: I was at, I was at the maybe one before that when Kirby doc put all the ducks in the blender uh, doing the spin cycle through the neutral zone. Uh And then that sharks game was after that.
1: It's crazy to think, man, because uh, still, last sporting event I was at, uh, you and I uh, were at the UC uh, in late February of 2020. It's crazy to see how far uh, we've come in a year and, and what we've all endured. But uh, we're, we're talking about a good Blackhawks team now. It's unfortunate that uh, we don't have fans, but it, that, that was another thing too, Johnny. Didn't they say we might get some fans back here in uh, in April?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a potential because uh, obviously the white Sox and cubs, I uh, you know, it's a different uh, setup since they're outdoors, but um, you know, as it's happening around the country, Hey, if New York can do it, Chicago can do it too. Um, I mean, cause New York's even more densely populated uh, than Chicago. So the Islanders really actually, the Rangers, at least, I don't know if the Islanders have had them back yet, but the Rangers have definitely had a limited capacity there. So, Hey, maybe something to look forward to for Blackhawks fans getting back in there. I know I would, kill to go to a game i said i'd pay double uh, when we were talking about this before tony um i do have one last uh actually two 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 last observations i'll make them quick uh net front presence is huge we already talked about it go and listen to all our segments about carl soderberg here and pia Suter. got to give him props too on the Duncan keith cole because he was right out in front and then stick taps kevin lichen guy that you know we went through this whole episode tony we didn't mention once lichen he's the reason the blackhawks were able to even get up and tilt the ice in their favor in this one because yep. Dallas peppered the Blackhawks with 15 shots on net to the Blackhawks four in the first period. Kevin Lankan held strong, calm, cool, collected, even used a little poke check, very, very sneaky, sir. Um, it was excellent. I love to see it, and he, he, you know, he just did what Kevin Lankanen does on a good night, and he performed well in that first period. And then I got to give the Blackhawks a little bit of credit for clamping down even more uh, because the Stars, after those 15 shots, they would only register 15 more. Throughout the game, seven in the second, eight in the third, uh, and that was with them even pressing in the third. And the Blackhawks even matched them uh, with eight shots in the third as well. So, um, uh, props to Kevin Larkin in early on keeping them in it, and uh, you know he made a couple of big saves, big toe saves, uh, dragging the pad out. So, um, uh, long winded here, Tony, but I told you I'm fired up fucking just jacked up about this thing because that is huge you don't want to lose this game going into play a fucking hot Florida Panthers team which we're just about to preview
1: yeah no you don't uh great effort tonight uh yeah uh, stick taps to Kevin Likonen for sure uh he was actually my other uh cool and tough player of the game but uh, I feel like when when you don't need to talk about the goalie because you have so much offense to talk about and some good defensive efforts that you're not saying oh the, the like Kevin Liken and made that game like he's the reason we were here. It means that the goalies doing their their job to a good enough ability, and the rest of the team falls into place. Uh, but it all starts right there at the foundation. So I love, I love that you bring that up. Uh, let's roll into tomorrow.
0: Yeah. Uh, before we do get into this preview uh, of the Florida Panthers game, uh, we need to get a word from our sponsor Manscaped. Hey guys, the weather's finally warming up. COVID spring break is right around the corner, and you know what that means? It's time for a party in your pants. Uh, Manscaped is here to ensure that that party never stops. Uh, For everyone preparing uh, for that this spring break, I have a 20% off discount for you using the code ONTAP at manscaped.com manscaped is dedicated to helping you level up your full body grooming game the perfect package 3.0 kit comes with the essential lawnmower 3.0 the waterproof cordless body trimmer plus a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your grooming routine this is the best trimmer on the market for those in need of a chest or a ball shave their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology pioneered by manscaped i use it myself and i can confirm be sure to use the crop cleanser body wash to keep your body hair and skin feeling healthy and fresh inside the package you'll also find the manscape crop preserver ball deodorant an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer because we know how painful chafing can be when you're wearing your bathing suit all day you also find the crop reviver a ball toner spray on to keep the boys fresh all day For a limited time, subscribers get two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag and the patented high-performance reduced chafing Manscaped Boxers. Go get 20% off and free shipping on all these great items by using the code ONTAP at manscaped.com. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. That's 20% off and free shipping using the code ONTAP all one word, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using the code ONTAP. And thank you to Manscaped. Now, we are back here on the Four Feathers game show. We just brought you the recap of the Blackhawks 4-2 winner over the Stars on Thursday, March 11th. Now, we're looking ahead to the Blackhawks' next game for what's on tap next, and that will be a meeting with the Florida Panthers, uh, Saturday, March 13th at 6 p.m. Central Time. Uh, game will be broadcast on NBC Sports Chicago. Uh, after tonight, uh, Blackhawks sit at four. 4- 15, nine and five, 33 points. Good for fourth place in the Central Division. Panthers are 17, five and four. With 38 points, good for third place uh, in the Central. And the Panthers are just coming off a win against Columbus, overtime winner tonight. Uh, They swept that series against them. And in the head to head record here, um, Blackhawks played them very early in the year. Uh, You know, this is kind of the preseason games that we talk about, Tony, but this is the back half of it. um, And the Blackhawks are 0 1 1 against these Florida Panthers. So they did squeak out one point in that last game in Kevin Lankanen's debut, uh, but that was very early in the season before the Blackhawks made a ton of these adjustments that have gotten gotten them to this point. So what are you expecting uh, from this Saturday night tilt?
1: I'm expecting a very different uh, very different series against uh, this Florida Panthers team. I think, again, uh, you've gone back and, and referenced those first few games as kind of preseason uh, when the Hawks faced uh, Tampa. Uh, it's kind of the same thing for me, uh, Johnny, as well. Uh, that whole entire Florida swing uh, to start the season, uh, was was more or less preseason, getting their legs underneath them. Uh, obviously, the Hawks have settled on a goaltender since then. Um, you've got uh, you know, all the adjustments that have been made. Uh, so I expect the Hawks to come out and play a more complete hockey game against uh, the Florida Panthers and, and take hold of one of these games. Uh, you know, I go back to the stat, Johnny, uh, that you read at the beginning of this and said that uh, what their record was in game two. Uh, It might not be game one, uh, but if there is money to be put down, I would take the Hawks in game two. Yeah, I mean,
0: it's a good bet. You look at the record, it it speaks for itself. Ten, one and two. Uh, That's pretty damn impressive. I don't know what it looks like around the league, but that has to be uh, up near the top when you're talking about second of back to backs there. So um, I I like it, Tony, Uh, for this one. You know, uh, I think we're going to be together drinking a few beers uh, with another four feathers panelists. Who's been a little MIA from the show. We got uh, to get a busy work. Up. We got uh Patrick Comiskey. Uh, and I will be at Casa de Marchese, uh, right where you're sitting there um, right now. And uh, we'll be there Saturday night. So uh, I'm getting jacked up. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I like this win. Um, you know, it wasn't the prettiest efforts, but Hey, uh, good hockey teams find a way to win. That's what the Blackhawks did tonight. And they find a way to carry that juice over into the next game. So, Hey, I'm predicting the winner here, Tony. I, I think it's going to be a little bit of a, a crazy one because Florida going to have your uh, pain in the ass guys. I can't wait. You know, excuse me. I, I am dreading Carter Verhage scoring like three goals against us uh, this weekend, but it's going to happen. So um, I'm mentally prepared for it. But uh, I'm, since we're all going to be together, four feathers mojo, I'm going with a five to three Blackhawks winner on Saturday night. You got a prediction?
1: So, you know, Johnny, I just feel like when we get the four feathers crew together, I don't know if we've ever like actually witnessed a win. That's that's. Yeah, that. when you. You and
0: I have, but when we get more, like when we branch out, I think that's when we've had like very poor yes. record.
1: Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if I, I, we should have kept track of this, but it just feels like when, when we've had a large group of us together to watch the Blackhawks, it normally does not work. Now I can say just recently, I do know when you and I watched the Hawks in the, in the play-in round against Edmonton, we witnessed the wins, but when we brought other people and it wasn't even just four feathers, people, uh, in, into the, the watching party, there was, there was all chaos, man. It just didn't look the same. It didn't feel the same. Uh, I can say that when we had, uh, Ron and Kamiski over in the garage, uh, to watch the opener last year, uh, or was mm-hmm. that two years ago? Uh, you know, I don't that think that one that, that one, went year, yeah. well. that one yeah. didn't go well. Uh, mm-hmm. so, you know is it time to break the mojo do i take the streaks i don't know it's an optimistic show johnny so i'm gonna i'm gonna ride with you on this one but don't say i didn't told you so to myself yeah. when Not- i'm listening back to this
0: Hey, uh, we, we're homers here. We're, we're not afraid to admit it. Uh, I'm Blackhawks Homer. Tony's Blackhawks Homer. Every single person you hear on here. That's why this is the Four Feathers podcast. So uh, I'm jacked up. We're fired up. Uh, I'm rolling with it. Uh, the mo- mojo from night. Uh, we're carrying it over. So, Tony, uh, we're just about done here. But give me a stick to click. Who's getting it done Saturday night?
1: Stick to click. Uh, you know what? I like Khrushchev. I don't know so why. Khrushchev? Yeah, let's that's, that's just yep. ride. That's yep. just the name I wanna I wanted to say.
0: I like it. He he hit for me on Sunday. Uh, he's got a nice little wrist shot. He can wire one uh, right inside the post there, so I like that one, uh, but I am going to go uh, to the cat, uh, Mr. Alex Dabrinket. He had himself a goal tonight. Um, you If know, that, that sniper's coming out, hey, the Blackhawks are going to need to convert on some power plays uh, just like they had to against the Dallas Stars tonight. Um, I, I think that will uh, happen at the hands of Alex Debriquet and probably dished from Patrick Kane. I'd like to see a nice cross-scene pass. I know we've had a different one. That was a little bit of a walk-in from the right circle tonight, but I'm looking forward for uh, kind of a Dabrinket, or it should be Kane on the right half boards, finds a seam across the middle, um, and goes over to Dabrinket for a one-timer. Um, that, that would be cool and tough.
1: So, uh, so I'll go
0: with, go with the cat.
1: Just because we'll be probably playing some Drink the Beer and Watch the Hawks on Saturday night, uh little programming note, I don't know if we'll be uh, recording a show or not. Uh, so I'm going to take Patrick Kane, stick to click, in game two of the series. Uh, he's going to get revenge on Q. Uh, And we're going to see him light it up.
0: Okay. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Yeah, if we don't have a uh, show in between, then um, I'll go for the uh, second half of that one. Um, I'll move it down to uh, Pia Suter uh, because there is no Sunday game uh, this week. So Suter Sunday is going to have to be moved to uh, Monday uh, when that game is. So uh, Pia Suter for game two for me. Um, that, That about does it. You got a final thought before I close this thing down?
1: Final thought. The Hawks are, are a good team right now. I know we saw them uh, struggle. The response came tonight. You saw them weather the storm. You saw them uh, you know, take good shots. You saw that power play uh, that has just been so effective this season. I don't think anybody expected it to be uh, a top power play in the league. Uh, they, they did convert on one tonight. Um, Johnny, uh, the Hawks look good. They look solid. Um, it, it's weird to say. I'm still waiting for the other shoe to drop. I I feel like we haven't reached the top of the roller coaster. Um, But uh, as of right now, like this thing's still, still climbing. Uh, It's it's on an upward trajectory.
0: My final thought, Tony, that win against the Dallas Stars is huge tonight because The Blackhawks have games in hand against these Dallas Stars. And um, the Stars, you know, they had some COVID issues at the beginning of the year that caused them to miss some games, so they're going to be making them up later down the stretch of the schedule. Uh, If they get hot, uh, they could be pushing uh, for that spot that the Blackhawks are in right now. Uh, I can confidently say now, I'm not saying that we're a shoe in for the playoffs or whatever, but I can say after playing these teams, the Blackhawks are a better team than the Columbus Blue Jackets, than the Nashville Predators, than the Detroit Red Wings, these bottom dwellers of the division. But Dallas is that kind of wild card because you don't know exactly where they are. So huge to bounce back, get those two points tonight against them. Uh, so let's carry that momentum into the weekend and uh, stay fired up, boys, just like we were on this podcast. So
1: I love it, Johnny. I absolutely love it. Um, I don't have much else, man uh ready to close this one now yeah uh, let's do
0: it so uh, once again you can find us on twitter and instagram at four feathers pod and at on tap sports all of our blackhawks articles since we are the official blackhawks coverage unit of the OnTap Sportsnet, can be found at on go and check them out subscribe rate and review to the podcast So that's all let's close it down get another win on saturday night tony three magic words let's go hawks go hawks